gentlemen, welcome back to HR Talk, your premier source for all things human resources and not. I don't know. We got a lot of people in the agriculture industry listening lately. Big shout out going That's out true. to uh, <laughs> to the wife of Large Marge for tuning in recently, reaching out. Big shout out to uh, Sam out there, wherever you might be. Oh. Big kudos. Hi, Sam. And a uh, big shout out as well to the listeners from the HR Lady podcast who came over to say hi, to listen to me on this episode and this program as well. If you're not aware, nice. uh, my name is JC. I'm the co-captain of this ship, and I actually do two HR podcasts, and I uh, talked about Ricky on the other one, so I figured I'd make mention of that one on this one today. Oh. Just, uh, <laughs> just to level the playing field, unless that was edited out. <laughs> Well, what'd you say? And for anyone not familiar, before we get into details, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, the silverback of HR, the guy who knows no bounds, as the professor of everything that is masters, to include a takeout food, Chinese, and all in between, Ricky Bias. So two things. I actually had Chinese today for lunch. Mugu Gai Pan. <laughs> oh. We're going to bring that up. We're no, what did you up. have? Did you have? I love Mugu Gai Pan. What did you have? I did not have Mugu Gai Pan. I did not have that. Um, but I'm going to let everybody know the meaning of that name uh, because they know what it is. They know what it is from a Chinese perspective, but they don't know. They don't know what it is from a JC perspective. So um, most of you already know You're my dog, Honey Pie. You're I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to oh, do it. Most of you already this know that my dog, Honey Pie, ladies, passed away. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very sad. If if Ricky, my condo- I'm so- go ahead. Oh. If there was ever a time for the David Banner music, this is it. Out of all the things I talk about, <laughs> this is the one where I could really use that music. So if you guys remember, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for the music because this it fits perfectly. All right. JC, go JC's ahead. Finally I'll, I'll, I'll right. fade it in. Go ahead. Got it. So, you know, if you guys remember last week <laughs> when we did the show, uh, that is not the David Banner music. That's something completely different. Oh, come on. What? You know what? I'm going to do it to this. I'm going to no. do it. Here we go. You ready? No, I'm going to do it. Oh, come on. You know what? I should have just went with it. Um, so, yeah, last week when we were recording the show, uh, we started the show and Honey Pie, she's downstairs. I let her go out so she can go ahead and, um, and sunbathe. So I let her out come back upstairs do the show with jc you know we had a really good show really good episode once we finished recording i go you know jc and i are talking just back and forth how i'm telling him i gotta go downstairs and let honey pie back in but as a joke he always always calls her honey crap honey poo poo pie or mugu gaipan and the only one that's constant is the mugu gaipan so i'm like haha whatever I go downstairs, long story short, Honey Pie, aka Google My Pan, or uh, Mugu Guy Pan, passed away. And it was a it was a sad day for the bias household. You know, my son had a, you know, had to deal with it, so did my wife, and you know, I'm putting timelines together and I came to the conclusion that I think Honey Pie passed away right at the second where JC was calling her Mugu Guy Pan. So from now on, that name has a special meaning in my heart, as well as Honey Pie. But Mugu Gai Pan, I will always remember as a time when you, JC, always made fun of my dog who's now dead. So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate it. 
My sincere condolences to you and yours. Thank you. Words can't describe the, the depth of hurt. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing at me? What the heck is this laughing? What is this music? What? That you... <laughs> just go ahead. Go ahead. So, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why are we doing this? Why is this happening? I can't even anymore. <laughs> You're in control. You tell me, brother. Oh, man. We need new interns. Here's, here's to Mugu Gaipan. Yeah. Here's to Mugu Gaipan. Miss you, buddy. Yeah, uh, great great dog. Very, very beautiful dog. Very large dog. One of the best dogs. <laughs> that dog was uh, very well known, Ricky. Uh, a lot of people talked about that dog on this episode. Uh, not this, uh, on this series, on this podcast. Uh, yeah. They brought up your dog quite a bit. Um, from the journeys that uh, the little puppy would make in the backyard and things that it would discover <laughs> all the way to uh, the lovely kisses that uh, the dog would give you afterwards, too. I mean, beautiful dog. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, you know, these are memories. I know what you mean. These are yeah, memories. These are memories. And these yeah, are memories to me. make uh, last a lifetime, you know? So it's, uh, yeah. you know, for anyone that is is going through trauma like this uh, in the stages of grief, it's it's always good to reach that point where you can laugh a little bit. Um, and we are not making fun of your tragedy by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, sincere condolences to you and yours. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. You're certainly more than welcome, Rick. Let's let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. That's right. Inspirational quotes with Ricky Bias. Leaders, attention leaders, we know that your job is to make sure that people are influenced to the point to where the business goals are being hit. But remember, when a family member passes away, you should still give them the opportunity to grieve, give them the opportunity to take some time with the family, whether that family member is human or non-human. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. If someone loses a family member, don't hit the employee. <laughs> That's right. Don't hit them. Don't hit them. Did that come from? Wow. Is there ever a time in the workplace where it's okay to hit someone? Ooh, I'm going to cast some really serious flag for this. Yes, yes. And Why? I talked when? about How? this. Where? Well, like I'll if you. you work in the MMA or something, <laughs> or no, no, not that. I talk about this when I talk about my the uh, workplace violence prevention training because uh, I do talk to the employees to let them know that you know if if somebody punches you. And that's all they do. And you punch them back. Chances are you're just as guilty from an HR perspective because you are now as it's, it's you're now as equal fault as an aggressor because you punch back. Now, if they punch you and they're still attacking you, you need to do everything in your power reasonably to, and physically to get out of harm's way. That is the only small sliver of time where an employee would be allowed. Well, obviously, we're not going to advertise that, but it's part of training. From wise words of wisdom about not hitting your employees to now learning that you should actually hit your coworkers. HR no, talk. Did not say that. HR talk. At all. 
nothing remotely close to that. Exactly <laughs> what you said. It is not. <laughs> yeah. Please don't hit people. <laughs> Do not hit people. Well, By the way, I got to tell you tell real quick. I got to tell you, um, I was having a conversation with a uh, with a potential client the other day, and apparently they listened to the show. Oh, nice! Because welcome aboard. Of, yes, out of ooh, ooh, everything we can talked we say about, their first name or something? I, I can't say it yet. Anything it's, about them? Like it's not signed yet. How about so describing I'm gonna... their physical attributes? If we can't say their name, um, no, it was. Is it, it a man or it, woman? It's a company. Um, and Who was the, the leader? Was the representative of the company a man or woman? It was a woman. Big shout out going out to you, woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here what, you go, woman. What do you want me to um, do? You're giving me nothing. Well, okay, let go me on. Finish my thought. All right. I'm, I'm telling you right now. All right. Um, so uh, we spoke for about an hour about what kind of HR needs her organization needs, and then towards the end, out of nowhere, you know, well, I asked her, "Is there anything else? You know, is there are there any other questions that you may have that we didn't discuss today?" And she's like, "Yes. Why do they call you the silverback gorilla of HR?" Oh, not gorilla. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> not gorilla. So I I paused for a second, right, and I'm like, "Wait, what?" Because I wasn't putting two and two together. She's like, from your show, from your show. I'm like, oh, oh, what JC calls me? I don't know how that started. I don't know why he started calling me that. Uh, so she's like, oh, okay. I was just wondering because, you know, I, I heard that episode and then I heard another episode and he happened to mention it again. And, you know, it's funny because you didn't say gorilla and she did, but yeah. I didn't catch that until now. <laughs> I did not catch that until yeah, now. Yeah, we never say gorilla. We just say the silverback of HR. And for anyone that is curious uh, about the roots of that, okay, if if we think about it, the silverback's primary responsibility is to guard his group from any potential threats. And this can refer to the threat of untamed leopards or even other lone male gorillas attempting to take over a family in the jungles of Central Africa. So if we take that instance and we extrapolate that and we use that as the metaphor of what Ricky Baez can do for human resources and your organization, his primarily his primary responsibility is to guard your group from any potential threats. Ricky Baez, the silverback of Amazing HR. Amazing save. Amazing save. No, that's the I truth. Totally, that's where it comes from. It's not the fact well, that you're a big it. hairy monster with silver skin or silver uh, silvery hair. I mean, like, yes, you could throw things around. I've seen you do the CrossFit. Like people are flipping the they flip the tires in the CrossFit and you just pick them up and throw them around. <laughs> you pick them up and throw them around. You're a wild man. Nothing like that. Yeah, I told you have her I was going to bring it Orange up, so. Theory Fitness <laughs> and you're throwing tires around. You're rawr, rawr. I'm like, wow, Ricky, Ricky, go. Appreciate you being in my corner, brother. Go, Ricky, Thanks. go. Well, she's listening. Um, I didn't get her permission oh, to say her name, right. so I'm not going to so say it. So kudos. she's listening right now. Kudos. Yes. Congratulations to you, woman. I told her I was going to mention it out, uh, that I was going to mention it. So. Shout out to yeah. woman today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All women. All women. No, no, no. That one. That one woman. That woman. <laughs> Let me tell you. Way to alienate all the other ladies it, who listen to the show. Doesn't it sound terrible like when you put the emphasis on a word in the wrong way? Yes. Great job, woman. No, don't do that. <laughs> no. Nope. Don't do that. Don't I do that. We were correct at one time, remember? Uh, no, we there was actually a time when we were not correct in our assumption 
of orientation, but that's a story for another time. So, another question time, yeah. for you. Um, yes, sir. Out of uh, WVLT-TV, mm. it has been noted that there's a picture of a gentleman from this weekend's University of Kentucky Blue-White basketball game in, in Pikeville, and it has gone viral. It's a picture that shows a coal miner who came straight from work. He worked late, and he came right to the game at the Appalachian Wireless Arena with his son. That's it. That's all you got? That's all I got. And there's more to the story. What have you heard? So, so yes, there's a picture circulating around social media, and I guess the head coach of the team caught wind of it, and his parents growing up, uh, from what I read, were also coal miners. So that, that picture kind of hit him. And now, long story short, that fam- that father and that son are invited, are given the VIP treatment for a following game. Um, you know, because it, it's, it's, it hit the coach really hard of memories of him growing up and his father trying to spend time with him. So he wants to roll out the red carpet for this gentleman and his son, which I think is an awesome idea. I think it's awesome that that this guy's um, uh, hard work and ethic is is being put out there. He's being rewarded for it, especially it's, it's, a, it's a really dirty job. Right. It's a, I, I've never done that job, but I have to assume based on what I've seen that it's really, really difficult uh, to do a lot of big laborious work. But dude, I I have a position on this that I think is going to be very unpopular. Well, so before you reveal there. that, yeah. talking about coal yeah. miners, just to bring things full circle, uh, U.S. President Joe Biden did state that he came from a family of coal miners. Did he? Yeah. Isn't he from Scranton? Yeah, 18 years ago, uh, he claimed it. It was actually a plagiarized word-for-word uh, speech uh, taken from British politician Neil Kinnock. But uh, really? yes, he he actually made that claim in some video, and um, so he's a Puerto Rican coal miner. That's awesome. Well, later on in 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 the lineage of things, he did uh, admit that he made it all up, and it turns out that he didn't have anybody in coal mines in his family. But you know what he meant. So that was close enough. That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But I had to tie that in here because it actually was connected to the story so i'm like wow that's that's intriguing so anyways your coal miner story you so you grew up in the coal mines you said i know I never said that. Um, I've never worked at the Good coal job, mines. man. <laughs> Women can do that as well. They're just as capable. Hey, JC. Way to go left. Now, look, um, I get what the coach is doing, and I appreciate what the coach is doing. But I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you, how many other people in that arena also came straight to the game from work? But they found a way how to clean up. They found a way how to wash their face. I don't know. To me, it was almost, it almost came across as if he did it on purpose to get attention. And I know that's a bad way to think about it. But just, just, just think about it real quick, JC. You get out of work. You had absolutely no time to stop at a Wawa or even the bathroom. At least wash your face. Something. It's almost like it was done on purpose. And I'm pretty sure there were other people in that st- in those stands who also worked at the coal mines that maybe had a little wash kit in the car or maybe stopped uh, at a restroom somewhere um, to to clean their face. So to me, 
look, this job in HR, every HR person listening, they know that this job makes them cynical. But as soon as I heard that story, I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then I started thinking, wow, I wonder what's going to happen in the next game. How many other people just to get the VIP treatment and to get the attention are going to come dirty straight from work <laughs> just to get that in the hopes that they'll get that same attention. And then I started thinking, it really isn't that hard to stop somewhere and just wa at least wash your face. That way, you know, look, you, you look a list, at least a little bit presentable and maybe not embarrass your kid. That's not what happened here, but that's, that's just my take on it. What do the you think? gentleman wanted to be at the game so badly, quote, he was willing to leave without showering, without changing, just get in his car and go because he got out of the mine late. He wanted to be there with his son, and that's why he did it, according to the coach. Since Very the photo noble. went viral... Since the photo went viral, hotels have been calling, offering free rooms. Restaurants are calling, offering dinners. And even a car dealership has offered the gentleman a car. This, wow. on top of being offered VIP tickets. What do you think, Phil? I'm curious. I have no judgment. That's fine. You go to the game, you go to the game, man. You had a chance to clean up, you do, you do, you don't, you don't. Yeah, uh, you come in straight out of work, you go to the game. I don't think he's seeking attention. I think he just, hey, he went to the game. Yeah. I like your tinfoil hat conspiracy angle, though. He knew what he was doing. It's so not are, hat, are, you, are you presuming, though, that maybe he traveled across the flat earth to get there? <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> no, I, it, it's, I just, I don't know. Something, it, it's something just doesn't seem right with that story. There are many opportunities to stop somewhere and wash your face. That way you don't stand out in the crowd. I almost think that he did it on purpose, but I, you know, I, I know that's horrible because he is a hardworking man. I mean, it's, it's, it's not an easy job to do. And I respect the fact that he will stop at nothing to spend time with his son. So I, I, I really respect that. Uh, speaking about respect, uh, talking about the state of Pennsylvania, uh, the Fetterman debate with, uh, Dr. Oz went awry. Fetterman, uh, did claim that, oh. <laughs> that, that that he was for fracking, even though he said he was against fracking, dude. but then he was for fracking, and he couldn't remember what fracking was. News at 10. Ricky, back to you. So uh, There's just something going on in Pennsylvania, man. That's all I'm saying. Like, we no, make but, fun of Florida, but Pennsylvania's got something going on. So I'm I'm not joking about this. I, I thought I read this. Isn't that guy, didn't he, he suffer a stroke? Yes. He did right. Okay, um, wasn't in, in, in that was again after I, he was against fracking. Got it. But they're making fun of how he, he answers some questions because but, he's for fracking now. Dude, he had a stroke. He doesn't I mean, know what fracking <laughs> is. He can't spell fracking. I don't know. It's too much. It's wrong. It's too much, right? But they're focused. But let a me lot ask you a that. question: If yeah. you have two people at work that are up for a job, aha. Here we go. Tie it back to HR, Ricky Bias. I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. You got two people at work that are up for a job, and they're both well-qualified candidates for the position, and they're interviewing. And very clearly, you know, visibly, you don't see any difference between them, nor are you asking for any medical information at the point in time of the job interview. Mm -hmm. Can you base hiring someone based on solely their disabilities alone and have them disclose it? There's one question. Mm -hmm. Can you? Not at first. 
Okay, not a first. There it is. Not a not first. first. Not a first. No, no. I I have to expand okay, on that. Okay, go ahead. Just, go ahead. Just to be clear, not a first because during the interview process, you you can't you cannot ask about any medical conditions. You can can ask the candidate if if they can perform the duties that are listed in the job description with or without reasonable accommodation, and then that is the opportunity that the candidate has to let you know of any accommodation that they may need. If they say no, you continue with the interview as as, uh, as, as normal. I'm, I'm sorry. If they say yes, they can, they can perform these jobs, excuse me, then you continue the interview as normal. That's what you would do. And then what if they say they can't? Then, well, then you start having a conversation about um, ADA. You, you, you open the ADA dial- dialogue to see what kind of a reasonable accommodation you as the candidate and the uh, hiring authority or the recruiter um, can come to an accord. A reasonable accommodation that where they will be able to um, to to perform those duties. So at that point, you're basically moving forward with giving them the job, even though they may not be qualified for it because they disclosed the disability to you. Well, no, you don't continue on with the job offer. We have to come to an accord first about the reasonable accommodations that are being proposed by the, uh, by the candidate. And then, then you're, then you're able to have a conversation about offering the job. If those accommodations are reasonable. So that's candidate a yes. Or let's say that's candidate B. Okay, you already interviewed candidate A, and now they're they are at the top of your list. Candidate B steps in, and well, they're kind of right up there, but you're mm-hmm. just not sure. Are you treading a fine line at that point in moving forward with going further with candidate? B? Like, where's that dividing line of saying, "Yeah, you know, because the candidate disclosed their disability, I'm you know might not hire them," or? they have preferential treatment now because this was disclosed xyz like where is that tipping point on the seesaw of the silverback's life so you don't know this but you'd be surprised how many people who ask that question trying to figure out what you just asked and they always say the same thing where's the line fire them there is none no no there is no line no you fire there- the hr people and and <laughs> you don't the fire lines. anybody. Okay. Well, I don't know. You would. You would fire. It depends an HR if you're person. a Twitter. <laughs> and then, well, <laughs> next story for later. Um, yeah. um, no, dude. It, it's uh, <laughs> It's th- th- there is no line because you don't know where that conversation would take you. So we don't know if this person who's got the disability who may need an accommodation is way better at that at at the job at hand than the person who doesn't need an accommodation. So you're saying that you have to evaluate them both equal and fair, but you now have to include another step of the process for the person who has disclosed to then make that part of the conversation as well. That is correct. So long as the HR person or the organization did not initiate that conversation only as a response of the person saying, yes, I need an accommodation. Let's have a conversation about it. And what if the person's not comfortable now having that conversation with you during the interview process and they feel discriminated against just by Uh, you simply asking the question? Now you have to give them the job and compensation and an apology uh, and reparations. And something and, and more. Edible, and edible. And <laughs> edible arrangements. Here you go. <laughs> and edible. And then you qualify no, it. No, no. Edible, edible arrangements. Arrangement. Edible arrangements. <laughs> Not everyone's in Florida, Ricky Baez. 
I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to give you two scenarios. I'm going to give you two scenarios. So um, each scenario is going to end the same. So you have scenario A, oh, where they hire enough. Real quick, this is like master's degree, doctorate level type stuff. Tune in. Keep going, Rick. There we go. All right. So scenario A, when you let the person know, hey, here is here is the um, the job description. Can you perform these with or without reasonable accommodation? If they say, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I can do that. All right. Continue with the, with, with, with the interview. You're hired. No, oh. you continue with the interview. <laughs> You're not hired. Oh. All right. Second scenario, uh, same question. And the person says, yes, I do need an and accommodation can we have a conversation about it what the interviewer because chances are they're going to be the recruiter not the hr person then the interviewer will say okay excellent let's continue with the interview and you continue with the interview as normal you don't want to stop the interview just because they said they need an accommodation acknowledge it make a note of it somewhere else outside of the job description and then once you're done have a conversation with the hr person and let them know this person has raised not a concern but they wanted um, an accommodation and the hr person would continue that that ada conversation with the candidate what if the job is for like airline pilot and someone's missing an arm does it matter can they perform the duties with one arm and if they say yes, so, you're good. So here's a question. Like, would you have to then, in this completely mythical scenario, would you have to then tailor the questions based on the visual acuity of the HR representative <laughs> or interviewer at the fact that you know this job no. takes two arms to do it, but now I'm interviewing the one-armed human? <laughs> Don't laugh. I'm being serious. It's just, folks, for anybody listening, hey, you sorry. Just have to see I need how to he's hire. I need question. to hire a quality, uh, quality uh, inspector, and uh, we need to get your eyes on this. And they're blind, right? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you? I mean, there's a certain. You, you, what's that? The BFOQ or something? Yeah, the yeah. B bona fide occupational qualification. Okay, yeah, talk, yeah, uh, so <laughs> so that's something that comes into play as well, right? That's something completely different, right? That's, is that's it? completely different. It can't no, be, no, it, it, but it's part of this though, right? It is, it is. But here's the thing that there's an, obviously, obviously there's not going to be an accommodation. It's hypothetically for somebody who's blind, that's about to be an American Airlines pilot, but you cannot stop and assume that as a business leader or an HR person, you've got to continue on with the conversation. You've got to continue on with the process. The law requires that we have dynamic dialogue to come to an accord. Now, this is coming from an HR person who has never worked in the airline industry. So I don't know if in the airline industry, there is an established process of figuring that out ahead of time. But from an HR point of view, from the outside looking in, it would be illegal to make an assumption about the person not being able to perform the duties, although it is obvious, physically obvious to, to the person, it's, it's, you would still have to go through the process, I, I would venture to guess. But airline HR people, please call in, email us, let us know so, how you deal with that. Okay, so then if it is something that's obvious and required for the position... And if you cannot meet the qualifications through the interview process and you're not asking for an accommodation, could you then be ruling yourself out of, of consideration? That's tough. That's tough because it depends on the situation. 
And let me give you an example. Um, this happened at a call center a while ago. I may have talked about it on the show where we had a hiring authority who was so afraid of making a mistake and being sued that he let this happen. So I'm working at a call center, um, a, you know, Sears Home Improvements. And um, we are in our busy season. So we're hiring people left and right, left and right, left and right. We have classes every week, training classes and orientations and job fairs. It's, it is rocking and rolling. And we keep going, you know, it's, we are a machine. We are pumping out candidates, trainees. Anyway, so there's so many people in the machine that I got a visit from the training manager. And the training manager said, Ricky, why, why, why do we hire a deaf person? A deaf and mute person. Oh. I'm like, they what? Asked that? No, the the train yeah, yeah, manager yeah, yeah, asked yeah, yeah. me, and I'm like, so I was confused. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, there's somebody in class right now in the training class right now that's deaf and mute, and I'm like, for the call center position, he's like, yeah, Ricky, that's right there in class. I was just so confused by this. Now I'm over HR, but I didn't know this happened. So. He's like, come with me. So I go over there and, you know, everybody's in class and I'm like, all right, let me take an opportunity for me to introduce myself and maybe I can hear and listen how people talk. I'll ask them to tell me a little bit about them. So anyway, you know, I, I uh, you know, pointed to two, two, three, four, five people and finally got to her turn and you could tell she was reading my lips and she was having a really hard time in communicating. And I'm thinking, okay. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this happens. I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> so I don't know how this, how this is going to happen because she is supposed to work on the phones. So I had a conversation with her, you know, asking her, how does she feel? How's training going? Does she feel she has everything she needs? And she was so afraid to tell me that she had a disability because she thought I was going to fire her. But I can't, I can't ask directly. I could only, now that we hired her, I could only address the performance concern, which we don't see it yet, but we can assume, right? So I'm sitting there talking to her. You can tell is she's it, reading my is lips. Is it possible you could rephrase that? You're talking about a blind person. You're saying you can't see it. I, how else could you say that, Rick? Please. I, I'm not talking about a blind person. I'm talking about somebody who's deaf. And did I say blind? Did I say blind? I don't know. I can't rewind the tape right now. But I got to oh second guess in your story. Say, it's okay. I do. Go on. No, no. I'm. It's it's deaf and mute, not blind. She was deaf and mute. And so blind. that's why I. No, she wasn't blind. If nothing to do with blind, being blind. Th- no, nothing to do. Okay, my bad. I think I said blind. Deaf and blind. I'll, I'll go back and listen to it later. And yeah. okay, so uh, so deaf and mute. <laughs> so you can't blind. bring it up. <laughs> You can't, right? And, and so, you can't talk. Well, they can't. Okay, go on. She she was able to barely communicate with me, and that's because I'm 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 struggling with to assistive technology. Her. Then, right? Well, that's the thing, right? So so now I you know we hired her. I found out later on that the the team manager who said yes to this person was you know he asked like, hey, is this is this a job you can do? She said yes. He knew in his mind that she couldn't do it because of how she answered that question. But then he was so afraid. There, he was so problem. afraid of there's letting HR know. That's what happened. Yeah. There's the problem. It, it was yeah. a teen manager. T-E-A-M, not oh. T-E-S. 
We had the same problem earlier. You're, you're like, hey, I'm eating a, be- a handful of peanuts. I'm like, what? You know? Oh, it's, it was uh, the I'm other way around. But having, okay. like, bad hearing issues today. Oh, okay. Right. So, anyway. So, you so discriminated we, against a disabled person. Go on. We did not. We did not. Um, we hired her. The um, teen manager wanted turn to. back around. The team manager they wanted was to so just get him out of, of there, anything. right? Yeah. No, he he oh. was just afraid of saying and doing anything. And I'm like, were you my ADA class? And he wasn't. I'm like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> he was happened. at Disney that day. <laughs> he was, yeah, he called out <laughs> or something. Um, no, so here's what we did. So we we decided to just, you know what? Let's pull out all the stops. Let's give her all the training we can. She's saying she can do it. She's Good. saying she can do it. Um, and dude, she did great for about five months, right? Because people, and she sold I can't believe I'm going to say this. The reason she got some sales and because I heard the calls is because, you know, people feel bad. People feel bad. And yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it just wasn't a good situation. Right. And neither um, is the story. If this is, I don't know, this is horrifying. No, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things that happened yeah. that happened, you know, and we try to help her as much as we can until she finally said, I'm sorry, I can't do this. Just back then we could not just fire her for that. We made that mistake. So we wanted to make her right by giving her as much training as possible. There wasn't any kind of software that could help us with that. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that if, if, if it's not closely looked at, it could slip through and then you're going to be in a bind. Like I've had there, like this is actually more, more like eight years ago. Have, it really have you ever been in a situation where um you or someone on your team fired someone and then later found out you shouldn't have that's happened a few times what do you that's do? happened a few times well you come sorry clean. no <laughs> no 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 you you know um that's in my 20-year career i've probably seen that like three times three times where it was it was some uh, erroneous information on the investigation or fake documents that were produced that would cause this person to be fired, we will find out that that was a mistake and we have to do the right thing. And the right thing is to bring them back with back pay. Right? It, it, it's, that's what, that's the right thing to do regardless what, you know, the CEOs, well, not regardless what the CEO said, what, you know, the CEOs in charge, right? But you could, as an HR person, you would tell them the right thing to do is to bring them back. We made a mistake. Let's come clean with it. Um, and then pay this person. And if the CEO says, yeah, which chances are they would, um, that's what you do in that situation. In the past three situations that I've seen, that's exactly what we did. Could you imagine? And you just said a, a handful of times, a couple of times, few times, a small handful of times, right? Could you imagine that being the case 1,400 plus times over within a very <laughs> few short months? Could you imagine that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's reality. A New York State Supreme Court ordered all New York City employees who are fired for not being vaccinated to be reinstated with back pay. The court found Monday that being vaccinated, quote, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19, end quote. This is in contrast to claims earlier in the year where the administration in New York stated that they would not rehire employees who have been fired over their vaccination status. New York City, the actual number in the article here, contrary to my 1400 claim, New York City alone fired roughly 1,700 employees for being unvaccinated early this year after the city adopted a vaccine mandate under uh, Mayor de Blasio. 
and New York State overall just simply doesn't care. But the courts do. Ricky Bias, back to you. So it was like six employees that were being hired back, right? Not the thousand something. Uh, That's what well, I read. What do, we, what do we say about case law? How's that work out when there's a well, precedent now? I mean, that's well, 1,700 people in total that were fired for not having the vaccine in New York City. Yeah. So case law would mean that whatever the law, whatever the outcome of the case um, is, that's what the arguments are going to base, be based on going forward. But what's weird about this case is I started reading because I've had a couple of clients that are from New York and I had to review their their hiring practices because to make these these particular clients are in a position where they still do need and have the right to to request vaccination because of the nature of their work. I'm not going to say what they do, but as far as the law is concerned, HR. Um, that's what that means. No. <laughs> HR from home. So, Make sure you have your well, mask on for this. <laughs> for the Zoom meeting, right? Yeah. Stupid. Um, but this particular case was only, only for these individuals that were fired. This five it wasn't, or six No, it wasn't five or six. It wasn't? It was not five okay. or six, Ricky Baez. A New York State judge reinstated 16 fired ah. sanitation workers who did not comply with the, uh, how's it, uh, quote, Das und vaccination mandate, <laughs> end quote, in New York. Yeah. So, um, but this is different than what you asked me earlier, because when you asked me earlier is if we made a mistake, me as the organization, and I found out I made it, then I'm self-correcting. In this particular situation, the city of New York believes they did not make a mistake. They're being forced to do this by the court system. That's very different. They're being forced to bring these folks back. Ooh, I have That's, a I have a beautiful quote here for you. This is from the actual uh-huh. judge. Okay. Okay. In his order, Judge Porzio also found the health commissioner's order, December 13, 2021, as well as the mayor's executive order, 62, to be arbitrary and capricious. Quote, yep. we have learned through the course of the pandemic that the vaccine against COVID-19 is not absolute. Breakthrough cases occur. Even for those who have been vaccinated against COVID-19 is not absolute. President Joseph Biden has said that the pandemic is over. The New York State ended the COVID-19 state of emergency over a month ago. End quote. Judge Porzio. So we'll see what happens from there. Because the the big issue with, with this court ruling is because they're, they're treating employees different. Some employees, it's from what I read, some employees were required to have this happen and others did not. So that's that's what made this such a big deal. And you know what? If they if if that court system found that the city of New York really didn't, you know what? Bring them back and give them back pay. Give them back pay. But you better amend those rules that you have because you're going to get yet another spanking because that costs the city of New York quite a bit of money to defend. Now you got a whole thing going on in Florida as well. The federal health panel added COVID vaccines to childhood vaccination panels in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis says there will be no children's COVID vaccine mandate. COVID vaccine thing. It's, it's, it's going around, going around, going around, Ricky Baez. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, it's it's. Have you heard the new nickname for Florida? It's called Free Florida now. Have you heard that? Oh, that's nice. Actually, it sounds. I've heard that all this week. Yeah, Free Florida. Yeah, yeah. No state tax. That's right. No state tax. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, bro. Do what you want. 
I well, live I your life, leave others alone. I agree with that, <laughs> very much so. Mm. Yeah, it, it's um. Could you here, imagine? Imagine a world. Imagine a world where you could go to a shooting range and and take your AR fifteen, mm-hmm. get done, smoke weed, and hang out with your gay friends that are married, and everything's totally fine. Like no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? You described Florida in a nutshell so beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is man. great. That was really good, man. And I'm no, proud of you. You know what? <laughs> it's crazy the things that people get fired for. Uh, and you know, there's an amazing thing that people get fired for sometimes, Ricky Bias. Did you mm-hmm. know what it is? Um, is it when you have a new boss? No. It's oh. being named Parag Arg. Agrawal and Vijagati. If you have those names, you're just getting fired. Period. No, no. It's because you work at a specific organization. And Twitter's that just new, got a new boss, boss new Elon Musk. Yes. He wasted no time on Thursday firing the CEO uh, Parag and legal head uh, Vijaya and three other top executives of the company moments after he took charge, tweeting, "The bird is free." <laughs> As reported, dismissal of the two Indian American principals was inevitable as soon as Musk completed his acquisition of the organization. Argawal and Gotti, who clashed with Musk in the days leading to the takeover, perpated fake accounts and censorship and were literally shown the door. Mm. They were escorted Mm. out of Twitter headquarters. They were escorted. Yeah. Executive like that? So explain the importance of that, please. Wow. Well, well, hold on. Here's the thing. Right. So but I, what's that? I, what's I, that? What's that mean? What's that breakdown like? Come on now. You're being what, escorted they, out of the building, Rick. I mean, look, that that normally that kind of of walk of shame happens at a more lower level. I hate to say it like this, not as trusted as executives. Right. Executives normally executives have a golden parachute. And when executives have a golden parachute, they're less likely to act out on the way out. Otherwise, they're not going to get their payday. So that's what I'm saying. They're going to get a payday anyway, especially uh, Vijaja Gade. I believe she's the chief legal officer. I've actually seen her in action. I saw her. I, I heard her at the on the Joe Rogan podcast. She did a great job there. Um, she's going to get twelve point five million dollars. Um, for to being go let away. go, just to go to, away, to just, just go, go away. away. Yes, just go away. That that's a golden parachute. Parag and, and Vijaya might be fellow Indian. This is a quote. Quote: Parag <laughs> and Vijaya might be fellow Indians, but I feel about them the same way I feel about two mafia bosses who relished rubbing out the opposition, and then, as inevitably happens to such people, got rubbed out themselves. Indians have a term for this. It's called karma. End quote. Dinesh D'Souza. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> karma. That's. I think everybody has a saying for that. <laughs> it's karma. There you go. No, dude. Um, I'm shocked that they were escorted out. I am shocked at people being shocked that they're being cuts when there's a new boss in town. I mean, as soon as somebody uh, takes a, such a huge, uh, it's organization like this, there are going to be some changes. So that was expected. And the chief legal officer, this is something because she has been involved in a lot of censorship. 
including the previous the previous president and i know that elon has a big issue with uh just random censorship like that so i knew she was going to be gone um the other ones i don't know why the chief consumer i think the chief consumer officer got let go as well i'm trying to find it here i, I just found the uh, i think the other one just getting chickened man that's 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 expected you know and this is coming from somebody who they didn't really want to buy it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <was> forced to. <laughs> so some tensions began this past week uh, when Elon Musk publicly tweeted that most of Twitter's top users, mainly celebrities, rarely post anything. Quote, is Twitter dying? He asked. Clearly annoyed, Argawal te- yeah. texted Elon Musk. These texts were hacked and released to the public as well. The text stated, okay. quote, you are free to tweet. Is Twitter dying or anything else about Twitter? But it's my responsibility to tell you that it's not helping me make Twitter better in the current context. End quote. One hmm. minute later, Elon Musk responded via text asking, quote, what did you get done this week? End quote. <laughs> he then declared, I'm not joining the board. This is a waste of my time. We'll make an <laughs> offer to take Twitter private. End quote. Wow. And that immediately ended the friendship. Shortly thereafter, he updated his Twitter to have the title of Chief Twit. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, if you go on Twitter, Elon Musk is his title. On his Twitter profile, right it says Chief Twit. Chief, Chief Twit. Twit. Oh, man, dude. Look, he's worth $300 billion, so I would be laughing if we found out later on that he did all this just as a troll. He had no business rationale behind it. He just just because he can. I mean, think about it. $300 billion he can afford to. What do you buy Twitter for? It? $44 billion, something like that? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Right? I, he he, he just, overpaid he just, just like most people overpaid for homes recently, but... Yeah, well, yeah. I get you. So for these executives, if any of them were surprised, and you know what? I have to question your your experience and I have to question your business thought process because it's if once he came on board, we saw that a mile away. A so, mile away uh, that he was going to be some cuts. In regards to Elon, he did put out uh, some tweets, uh, did receive 701,000, 701.9,000 likes on this one. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to read this to you. Oh, uh, oh, thanks. To my Windows computer that just got done with its virus scan. Thank you for chiming in in the background. Um, <laughs> quote, I wanted to reach out personally to share my motivation in acquiring Twitter. There's been so much speculation about why I bought it, uh, about why I bought Twitter and what I think about advertising. Most of it's been wrong. The reason I acquired Twitter is because it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square where a wide range of beliefs can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right-wing and far left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. In the relentless pursuit of clicks, much of traditional media has fueled and catered to those polarized extremes as they believe that is what brings in the money. But in doing so, the opportunity for dialogue is lost. That's why I bought Twitter. I didn't do it because it would be easy. I didn't do it to make more money. I did it to try to help humanity, whom I love. And I do so with humility, recognizing that failure in pursuing this goal, despite our best efforts, is very real possibility. That said, 
Twitter obviously cannot become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. In addition to adhering to the laws of the land, our platform must be warm and welcoming to all, where you can choose your desired experience according to your preferences, just as you can choose, for example, to see movies or play video games, ranging from all ages to mature. I also very much believe that advertising, when done right, can delight, entertain, and inform you. It can show you a service or product or medical treatment that you never knew existed, but it's right for you. For this to be true, it's essential to show Twitter users advertising that's relevant as possible to their needs. Low relevancy ads are spam, but high relevant ads are actually content. Fundamentally, Twitter aspires to be the most uh, most respected advertising platform in the world that strengthens your brand and grows your enterprise. And to everyone who's partnered with us, I thank you. Let's build something extraordinary together, Elon Musk. So that's his <clears throat> own words. We are now up to 702,000 likes on that. From the chief twit. I'm curious to see what he has in store to actually enforce that. I want to see what he's going to do different than what the previous executive board did to make sure that the hate speech, true hate speech, is being curbed. It, it be, be, because it, it's, it's, I don't know if there's an algorithm, because I know what they use now is, is, is part algorithm, most algorithm, and the rest is human uh, uh, processing um, based on the algorithm. So I, I'm curious to see what he's going to come up, because if he doesn't, with nothing at all, it's going to be like 8chan. It's going to be crazy stuff out there. Far right, far left, far up, far down. So I'm curious. We'll see what happens. What about far southeast? Like Florida. Um, This is not a Florida man story, but a Florida man was accused of pouring bleach into a co-worker's drink for being difficult to work with, Ricky Baez. And this story comes to us out of... Orlando? DeLand! A Florida Dollar General employee has been arrested for allegedly pouring bleach into his co-worker's drink after they got into an argument. Jerome Ellis, a DeLand Dollar General employee, was arrested on charges of poisoning food or water and tampering with evidence after video surveillance showed Ellis pouring bleach into his co-worker's can of Pepsi on Monday, according to the arrest affidavit. (laughs) The man told deputies he placed a Pepsi he was drinking on the counter before going to the restroom, and when he came back and took a drink from the can, it tasted like bleach or cleaning supplies, and when deputies arrived to the store, video surveillance confirmed it. Mm. Mm. The video footage Mm. shows Ellis attempting to unplug the camera system as well. When confronted about the video footage, Ellis told deputies that he put some cleaning solution around the brim of the drink to get back at the victim for being difficult to work with. He was booked and placed in the Volusia County Jail. Oh, was arrested. Who called the cops? Does it, it say? doesn't say. It doesn't say. Okay. Because it, that's 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 a really good question to consider. Was would it be the HR department over at a Dollar General, or would it be the employee? Break it down, man. Break ranks? it down. So, so let's talk about this. This this believe this type of situation happens more often than not. I've seen this quite a bit. Not bleach, but you know, tainting the coffee. You know, you just 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 putting different things together just to get back at somebody. But bleach that can kill somebody. So absolutely, he should. This person should be arrested for attempted murder. Now, from an HR perspective, uh, for those of you listening out there who might encounter this from an HR general 
generalist perspective, obviously you have to launch an investigation. And if you find out that that is exactly what happened, you terminate the employee who did it. Here's where it gets dicey, right? With with bleach, right? You go if you put soda in somebody's coffee, that's different. That doesn't hurt anybody unless they're allergic, right? Um, but if you put bleach in there, now that can be fatal. So you, from an HR perspective, you have to make a decision. Yes, you should terminate this employee, but should you also contact the authorities, or should you leave it up to the employee, the 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 victim here? Here's what I tell you. Um, you can do either or, but you should always contact your legal counsel first to see based on your industry, based on your state, based on your local statutes and uh, your, your, your local laws, what you need to do from there. So never, ever, ever make a decision like that without connecting with your legal counsel. Boom. Kanye West Yeezy Wear has been pulled off the shelves of TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Prior to that, you can find his shoes on sale there at a markdown of $125. Ricky Bias, back to you. What an idiot. I'm sorry, dude. What an idiot. What did he do? What did he do? Yeah, and I'm I'm legitimately asking this because I watched NBC Nightly News and they were very, Mm -hmm. very explicitly talking about the whole thing about Kanye and what he did and how it was horrible and it was horrifying and he did this thing and it was terrible and he did stuff and we are all against him and they did like (laughs) a five-minute piece and they never once said what he did. He tweeted he's going to go DEFCON 3 on on Jewish people. uh, That's a quote? Look it up. Hold on. I can't. I'm going to look it up right now. Why can't you look it up? My fingers aren't working right now. Uh, so, so he tweeted that, and that that got him in trouble, right? Because that's that's essentially hate speech. Is Whether that a quote? That, that about, did he really say that? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It sounds like it's uh, been paraphrased a little bit. Kanye. Well, yeah, because I wasn't reading it. I was just going off of memory. Kanye West tweet. See you right now. Go ahead. You're jamming on the tunes, but that's Kanye right there. You're all anti-Kanye, but you're jamming to Kanye. No, hold up. I separate the person from the art, right? So, So there's art, and then there's the person behind the art. He's an idiot, but I can't deny the fact that, dude, let's be honest. He's a he's a musical genius, right? He puts out some hits. But he's yeah. Right. Anyway, let me. I'm trying to find this tweet because I know because of that, Twitter suspended his uh, his, his account, and I'm wondering if now with Elon there, if he if he's going to bring it back. I doubt it. If he's saying that this going to be some things out there. Hold on. Okay, here's what he said. He said, and I quote: "He's going to soon go DefCon three on Jewish people." That's a quote from the Associated Press on October 10th. Um, the story is, yeah, but the associate trying to figure out who wrote it. Uh, but yeah, so that's what he said. And that kind of started everything. And I think he went on a podcast at a really popular podcast. And he said, I, I can say whatever I want and Adidas would not drop me. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and that- In other news, Kim Kardashian is desperate to finalize her divorce from Kanye West. 
according to the U.S. Sun. Man, look, obviously he's going through some mental drama. Obviously, that, that doesn't excuse it. I feel bad for the guy, you know, for, on a personal level, but um, he keeps doing these things out there. And God, man, what, what an implosion. What an implosion. All this money and Adidas said, forget you. We're going we're gonna to walk away. And now, I didn't know if you knew this, JC. Now I know why Adidas took such a big offense to that. Did you know that Adidas was a German company? Current events this week is brought to you in part by who, who's who paid to be talked about? Anyone yet? No, nobody. Well, you could we be attached with Kanye. Yeah, you could you could be right here. We could be talking about you and your brand at this point in the program, sponsoring our current events educational and informational segment, but that's not happening. So our first story there was Adidas are from Germany. Ricky Bias, back. Are to you serious? <laughs> No, dude. Yeah, I I did not know that. I, it's um I so I don't know. This is me going down a rabbit hole with a tinfoil hat on. I don't know if that's the reason why Kanye said he could say what he wants because I guess he would think they would agree with him about his his views and he just he is out there, dude. And I do not blame these organizations who are distancing themselves from him. So let's let's translate that to a really prominent leader in your organization. You as a business leader, you as an HR executive, when you have somebody who's really prominent to the organization, meaning that they make a lot of money for the organization, and now he or she says some things that are not only off color, but it could spark some hate speech and it could really bring some negative press to your organization, regardless how much you make. You have to make the ethical decision to distance yourself from that person. To go ahead, uh, it, it's, it's after an investigation. Once it's been found out that it's true, that what he or she said and putting the organization at risk, you should separate employment immediately. Um, because it's, it's regardless, it, it, some organizations are not going to do it just because they bring in money. And the money piece, they have to look at what's going to happen five miles in front of them instead of five inches in front of them. And that's what HR people need to do. Adidas was founded in Germany in 1924, specifically in uh, Wimera, Germany, as the Gebruder Dassler Shoe Fabric, Dassler Brothers Shoe Factory. Our next story is coming to us from colleges all over the United States. Awesome. Colleges across America are warning students of cultural appropriation as they prepare for Halloween. And colleges are giving tips on how to avoid offending other people. Schools like Wisconsin-Madison University, uh, Ohio University, and uh, University of Colter Colorado Boulder, as well as many others, are all encouraging students to choose a Halloween costume that does not appropriate another culture. When somebody adopts aspects of a culture that's not their own, it's often viewed as disrespectful. When cultural elements are copied from a marginalized culture by members of the dominant culture and used outside of their cultural context, according to a website. And at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, 
pop star Katy Perry is actually guilty of cultural appropriation as several of her music videos appropriate to other cultures and use stereotyped costumes, offending oh. many people in college at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Ricky Baez, back to you. So, so there's no St. Patrick's Day? There's no Cinco de Mayo? Nobody can dress up? What? This is getting way out of hand. Way out of hand. Now, I understand some people take it too far, but colleges, this is what I tell, it's, it's, this, this is what I teach, JC. Don't never ever create a policy that affects the majority of the folks because of the action of a few. So just address those, those situations individually. But now you got to put a policy or a directive that way. It just makes no sense. No sense. I'm not celebrating St. Patrick's Day now. I can't. I'd be in trouble. Your next story takes us back to the University of Mad- uh, Wisconsin-Madison. Uh, the Badgers celebrated their 2021 volleyball championship with a locker room party, and everyone was not meant to see it. The women's college volleyball team celebrated uh, by taking pictures nude in the locker room. The pictures, the images appeared on a variety of platforms over the past couple of weeks, including 4chan, Reddit, Twitter, Imgur, Telegram, Discord, and TikTok. And they still remain available via most of those social channels. And the University of Wisconsin-Madison Police Department law enforcement agency said the university's campus launched an investigation into the material as constituting revenge porn. That's it? That's it. Okay. Um... The photos are actually not safe for work, <laughs> and many people have looked them up during the work day. Ricky buys back uh, to you. Can't believe they did that. You know, um, I, why would you take pictures? Just, just why, why? And then, and then, I just don't know why you would put yourself in a situation where so many people are involved. And next thing you know, everybody knows. I want to say something about this cultural appreci- uh, uh, appropriation thing. So it's the Badgers, I like right? how so I assuming- like how you just almost said you're like cultural appreciation, and then you corrected yourself. <laughs> I corrected. You, you see, went to like the I- reality of what it might be perceived as, though, too, right? I mean, everything's oh? all hunky dory until St. Patrick's Day. Then it's like, screw, it, let's get drunk. Where you go? Where you green? I am alive. Well, I'm going to get in trouble with that. So I can't do that, right? So, so well, the Badgers, I'm a, Go for it. You're an honorary Irishman. According to the University of Wisconsin, I'm not. I can't do that. I cannot dress as something that is not part of my culture. That's what they're saying. So the person who's who's inside the costume of the Badgers um, uh, uh, mascot. So are they going to get in trouble? They're not a Badger. Isn't that cultural appropriation as well? I'm going to... We should go up to the ooh. I want to go up there. It's time for Florida Man. That wasn't it. Story. That is what happened. Florida Man stories today takes us all the way down to Miami, Florida. Yeah. Florida Man was accused of a series of crimes. The reportedly ended with him leading police on a chase down uh, I-95 on a stolen scooter. NBC Miami reported that there was an arrest (laughs) of Roberto Duggins, 30 years old. He approached a woman riding a motorized scooter to work on Wednesday morning. He told the woman to get off the bike or he would hurt her. She told police that 
It wasn't kind. Police said she pushed him away and he tried to hit her on the head. But she was wearing a helmet, keeping her safe. Police then said Duggan stole the scooter and drove off. He hit a car in the process. And then he stole laundry detergent from CVS mere moments later. Oh. He was then spotted by an officer later that day, according to NBC Miami. Police said he drove onto the sidewalk and eventually made his way onto I-95. Duggins was arrested eight miles from where officers found him earlier that evening. They made it eight miles? The woman later identified Duggins as the person who stole her scooter. Police later found that 30-year-old Duggins was never issued a driver's license. He was booked into a Miami-Dade jail and charged with robbery, carjacking, fleeing, eluding police, no valid driver's license, and two counts of leaving the scene of a crash with property damage. Our first Florida man story of the week. Ricky buys back to you. Carjacking. Carjacking. They're really going to charge him with carjacking. Okay. I got to take a look at that law to see what it says about what what type of vehicle constitutes a car to be jacked. Okay. Story. All right. Your second Florida man story here. Carjacking. A 19-year-old South Florida man captured 28 Burmese pythons during a 10-day competition. And that competition was created to increase awareness about the threats of the invasive snakes. Oh, wow. See, I'm not afraid of snakes. And if I see one, I know what to do. How do I say the last... How do I say C-O-N-C-E-P-C-I-O-N? Conception? How do you say that? That's what it sounds like. Conception. Matthew Concepcion. Matthew Concepcion was among 1,000 participants from 32 states, Canada, and Latvia who participated in the annual challenge, which removed 231 of the unwanted pythons Mm. from the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, according to a news release. And for his efforts, Matthew was awarded $10,000 as the ultimate grand prize, courtesy of the Everglades Foundation, the Bergeron Everglades (laughs) Foundation. Dustin Crum, he won a $1,500 grand prize for removing the longest python just over 11 feet. Tucking that trouser snake in a bag and leaning them away. And earlier this year, a team of biologists hauled the heaviest Burmese python ever captured in Florida. It was a woman. And that female python weighed in at 215 pounds, 98 kilograms, and it was 18 feet long. And it had 122 eggs in its belly. Ricky Bias. Ow. Your last story of the day. Back to you. You know what, JC? If you and I were having this conversation at the University of Wisconsin right now and they heard you try to say that Hispanic name, you would be guilty of cultural appropriation for trying to speak a language that you are not native to. That is messed up. Halloween's around the corner, Rick. And before we hit final thoughts, I want to ask you, are you ready to go uh, trick-or-treating? Uh, yes, we're doing something different. Normally we set up a big, you know, a big uh, stand. People come over and, um, I, we, we give the kids candy. We decorate, we give the adults adult drinks. Uh, but this year little man wants to go trick or treating. So we are ready to rock and roll. What kind of horse do ghosts ride on? 
a nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. What's the ghost's it's... favorite dessert, Ricky Baez? Oh, man. You think we're going to continue with this? I um... scream. I scream. <sighs> oh, God help me. Yeah. Are we done? No. Just, What's it called when a vampire has trouble Shit. with his house? Oh. No, I don't know this. A grave problem. Do you get it? Uh, bro. Yeah, no, no. It's each and every one of these I get. My lack of reaction is not because I don't understand. Oh, boy, Ricky Baez, let me tell you. Well, it is around this time of the year that everyone uh, starts thinking about the Halloween time and the candy oh, and the... Uh, and all that fun stuff. So I, I wish you and yours and everyone listening along a very happy Halloween. Final thoughts, Are you, Ricky? Aren't you trick-or-treating? No. Final thoughts, At Ricky? All? No. no. Wait a minute. No, wait. This is important. You're not going to go out trick-or-treating? No. Wow. Wow. That's off to you. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know what? Honestly, we've talked so much about so much today. Nothing really sticks out. All I'm going to say is business leaders, HR people, the H, the H in HR. Don't forget that. If you forget that, just forget about being a leader. Keep it in place. The right employees will stick around. Drink my beer. Stick to your guns and people will stay. Boom. Wise words. Hey, uh, Ricky, I'm not sure if you're aware, but in the American colonies more than 300 years ago, it was illegal to use magic skills uh, that were yeah. given by the devil, which is what English law called witchcraft. But the worst mm -hmm. witch hunts against innocent people didn't happen in colonial Massachusetts until a mix of bad laws, widespread paranoia, and Puritan social and religious restrictions happened all at the same time as so economic and political unrest took hold. 19 people were hanged to death for the grime of witchcraft in and around Salem, Massachusetts. And one person was actually crushed to death by a rock. 156 people, mostly women, were legally accused of practicing witchcraft between June and September of 1692. And 19 people were hanged to death for that crime, as we talked about before. And between May of 1962 and May of 1963, five additional people perished in prison. And in addition, 120 people were held in prison for one year or longer. And before the panic ended in 1693, prisoners were tortured. Many had to wait months in horrible conditions for their cases to be heard in court. And one of them died in jail. Ooh. Did you know any of that? wild right i i i knew some of those stories uh we've been to salem before and it is man if you're into american history it, it, it's great or bad one place to quarter go one quarter Oof. of those accused of witchcraft were men despite the fact that approximately 75 percent were women yep yep and water is wet for america water is wet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i found this part most interesting Although the trials and executions Ricky Baez took place in Salem, the majority of the alleged witches came from the neighborhood. Places nearby. In 17th century Salem, which included the small farming settlement of Danvers, it was absorbed into the area that's now made up of around six or seven 
separate towns or cities. And people from as far away as Boston were actually charged with witchcraft. And believe it or not, the nearby town of Andover, Massachusetts, saw the highest number of charges of witchcraft ever. So to wrap my final thought for the day, I'm going to tell you one brief story, ladies and gentlemen. When Ricky Baez and I were in the Marine Corps together, there was one long weekend when he chose to go to Orlando, and I chose not to go with him. I went with my roommate back to Massachusetts. So we traveled to the town of Andover, where he's from, visited his mother. I stayed in the guest bedroom. And that bed was actually handed down through multiple generations. It's alleged that that bed goes back to the 1600s. And I never knew that until the next morning. I had the best night's sleep with the most vivid, intense, and freaky dreams I ever had in my entire life. And I've never, ever, ever forgotten that. And with those old beds, when people say sleep tight, what it refers to is the tightening of the ropes that are underneath the mattress that would hold the mattress elevated and in place. The intent would be to tighten those ropes to make sure that the bed was held taut so you didn't slump through to the ground. And this bed was put together quite well. But with the vivid dreams in Andover, the tales of this bedroom going back to the 1600s. I'm not surprised that Andover, Massachusetts is the home for the most amount of people charged of witchcraft ever in United States history. On behalf of Ricky Baez. What's up? And, and JC. Well, I, I used to talk about your dog at this part. <laughs> I was waiting for it. My condolences uh-huh. once again to you and yours. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank it's you. been fun. Drive safe. Have a good night. Oh, I'm getting seafood today. Seafood, that's like when you see it, you eat it. Yes, and the other way. And the other way, too. What's the other way? Oh, when you eat it, you see it? No, food from the sea. But yeah, that's normally what people think first, but yeah. Uh, I'm getting that today. That's pretty good. What's your favorite kind of seafood? Oh, man. I think the better question is what is not my favorite kind of seafood. That would be a shorter answer. I would have to say squid. That's my least favorite. I'll still eat it, though. I love calamari.